Today on Seeking Wisdom, we're going to talk about one of the biggest mistakes I see product teams make every day, and that's trying to invent when they should be innovating. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, innovate versus invent. Uh, I don't know what we'll actually title this, but that's what we're going to talk about right now. Uh, why is it why is it such a big mistake? Like, if I'm going to build a product, right? I don't want to I don't want to build something that like everybody else already has. I mm-hmm. want to build the first thing. Like, I don't want to build something just like you have. Eh, wrong. Why? Yeah, that's the wrong. I think that's exactly what everyone thinks. This is my, my this is my idea. This is the first thing. First thing ever. I've discovered this thing, <laughs> and it's uh, nonsense. You haven't discovered anything, most likely. Uh, I think we all. This is such an important thing. I talk to so many. CEOs and founders and uh, of technology companies uh, who struggle with this about this this idea, and we've struggled with it in the past. This idea of uh, wanting to reinvent uh, things versus just in- innovating on top of existing patterns and on things that already exist in the world today. So, one of the best examples of this, uh, you shared this here uh, internally, which is like um, this idea of building a chair, right? Mm-hmm. Here's how, here's how a craftsman would would build a chair, right? They'd look at like common chairs. They would look at like the way that you know chairs in offices look yep. versus chairs at your home, and then they would like just you know take out the stuff they don't like, add in the stuff they do like, and boom, you have a new chair. And that's innovation versus okay. invention. But that's exactly the opposite of how most people build things, right? Like uh, if, if especially you gave, in technology, if you gave a, a, a developer mm-hmm. uh, say, "Hey, build a chair," yep. wouldn't get you wouldn't get something that looks like this chair. No, and that's because I don't know why we fall in this trap of technology, but like uh, maybe it's because we're not con- as constrained as um, as that woodworker is by you know the laws of physics, right? He's he's constrained right. by a chair has to work yeah. this way to be balanced. That's a good point. Maybe it's because anything is possible. Like yes. you literally can do anything. Yeah, and when anything is possible, uh, things become really difficult. And what you want to do is introduce constraints. And the woodworker has constraints in that. Uh, based on physics, like a chair has to work in a certain way. Load has to be distributed a- across multiple points, right? It's ha- hard to have a chair with one leg work really well. Yeah. That's called a pole. Uh, <laughs> would not be good to sit on. Uh, so, Although some people we want to sit on. Some people. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, because we're not constrained in technology and software, uh, we try to invent things. And I think we also have this kind of uh, thing inside of us, this pride Right, uh, that says, well, I don't want to create anything that kind of looks or resembles like anything else that exists today. But that's an even bigger problem. Yeah, that's. But that that like I I get that though, right? Mm-hmm. If I like spend all my time building something and yeah. I show it to you, and you're like, yeah, but how is this different than HipChat? Yeah, nobody likes to hear that, right? Well, let's talk about examples of this. Yeah, um, Slack is a great one. We talk about all the time. Slack's a perfect example. I think. You know, the easiest way to get across this point of innovate versus reinvent is to, uh, and I've done this internally, to, to use visual cues, right? And, and by visual cues, I've used screenshots of different applications that are very popular today or, and, uh, and then looked at what those things were based on, existing patterns in the past. And Slack's a perfect example. If you, you know, so I pulled up a screenshot of Slack today. And I pulled up a screenshot of probably a few IRC clients, uh, Internet Relay, chat for those who aren't old enough. Uh, for those non-OGs. Th- <laughs> non-OGs for like, you know, from 10 to 15 years ago. 
And if you look at them side by side, and it's not until people look at them side by side that they say, holy shit, they're exactly the same. And I would point out, here on Slack, here, here's where the channel list is. Here's where it is in IRC. Here's where the pin message is. Here's where you, know, the, where you write text. Here's the, how you do an emoji in either one. Uh, here's, how, all the things that you, here's how you do a DM. All the things that you use in, let's say, something like Slack today have been around, and that exact layout has been around for at least 15 to 20 years, uh, but people forget that. And what Slack has done a brilliant job, an absolutely brilliant job of doing is innovating on the last 10%. They did not reinvent. They didn't say, oh, we're going to have our new age chat, so it's going to look like no other chat has ever looked like in the history of man. No, they took a pattern that people already knew how to use, a pattern that was successful, and they innovated that last 10, 20% on top of it and had amazing onboarding and amazing usability and just made it awesome. And the important point there is, because they did that, they did not have to reteach the world how to use a pattern. Yeah, this was the next thing I was going to, that's a great point. The next thing I was going to ask you, and we were talking about this before we started recording, was mm-hmm. the reason for um, reinve- uh, innovation versus reinvent mm-hmm. is not entirely because it's easier. No, not at all. It's because consumers, like we people, like mm-hmm. we like to say, have muscle memory. Yes, and so you have muscle memory on how these things work. Even if you've never used them before, the fact that they are uh, successful patterns in terms of user interaction mean uh, works on top of some kind of innate muscle memory that you have. Kind of logically, you expect things to be laid out a certain way. And once those things are proven, you don't go and reinvent those. And you see those in lots of things. How is, how is Google Docs different than Word, different than WordPerfect, right? If you looked at them side by side by side, they would look exactly the same. How is Google Spreadsheets different than Excel, different than Lotus 1, 2, 3? Yeah. Side by side, they look and work exactly the or same. Or like how many people, like we, the, I have an example that you shared with the team, which mm-hmm. is like um, Outlook Calendar oh, totally. versus Sunrise. Yes. Like, it's the same. Yes. I, I did another example, which is Google Calendar, Outlook Calendar, Sunrise, and maybe a couple others. And side by side, there's literally no difference, right? The design is better. There's a lot of usability issues, and that last 10% is very different on modern versions, but they work exactly the same. And that's because, guess what? It's a calendar. Guess what? It's a spreadsheet. Guess what? It's a thing that people understand. And if you are working on a thing that people already understand, let's take email, for example, then you're going to want to make that look as much like the email that they're used to using, but just make it 10% better. How do you you figure out which 10%? Like, how do you say, okay, let's say we just cloned this, we cloned Outlook. Mm -hmm. How do you figure out which 10% to innovate on? The easiest way is by talking to people who use that software today and digging in on frustrations that they have with that software. And they're going to be, a lot of them are around, you know, almost most of them are going to be around usability. Then there are going to be some category of them that are around just the the way technology works. Maybe Outlook, for example, takes a really long time for it to sync. Or maybe it uses too much disk space. Or maybe whatever the case is. Or maybe um, because I use Outlook, I have to sync two different machines. And so syncing becomes a nightmare. And guess what? Gmail becomes a lot more... Um, friendly to you because now you don't have to worry about syncing, right? right? And that's just a basic frustrating thing that uh, you could tease out easily by talking to people who use that software today. 
it also just helps you get get started and especially like if you're building something for a business you're going to get initial customers faster mm-hmm. because you're working on an existing pattern like you're not inventing something from scratch exactly and then you innovate on top of that but you know i think uh, one thing that i always say to designers and to product people is like you need to learn your history right and because a lot of people who are just starting to come into design now or come into product now have not live through this history so they don't know where these patterns are based and the best thing to do is look back at history to understand why certain patterns worked and why certain patterns have stood the test of time and it's with those tested patterns that you need to lean on versus trying to invent something totally different and there are going to be cases where people reinvent patterns right snapchat is a great example they've reinvented a lot of patterns that make no sense to most people Uh, but that makes sense for the crowd that they're going after and at this point, what they were trying to do. Uh, but there are going to be very, 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 very few Snapchats. It's kind of like uh, we talk a lot about um, reading books versus reading blog posts. Mm-hmm. Like uh, somebody that wrote a marketing book, like uh, Positioning, like the yep. Al Reese book, yep. was, is 30 years old, mm-hmm. right? The two core themes in that book are still the same today. Totally the same. Yeah. And a book is a... When you said book, you just made me think of the way that Kindle works, right? If you look at a Kindle app, or you look at a Kindle device, why does it work the way it does? Because it's a book. It's a book, dummy. Right. So it should look like and work like a book. That's funny. Obviously, they could have made it do anything. Right now, I'm reading the Amazon book, and it's right at the part where they're talking about the Kindle. Yeah. And the first Kindle that they made had, like, a keyboard on it. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what book do you know has a keyboard Keyboard on on it? it. The point of the Kindle, they were like, like, we need to make something Mm -hmm. that people don't even realize is in their their hand. It's not about the Kindle. It's about the book. Book, yeah. And they make it, pages flip like a book. But, you know, there's bookmarks, there's numbering, there's highlights, there's everything that you would expect in a book. Obviously, they could have made that look. Nothing like a book, right? right? Uh, We weren't trying to reinvent the book, right? Exactly. Cool. All right. They innovated on the book. So lesson for today, Uh, one sentence lesson is uh, innovate. Don't reinvent, right? Avoid reinventing. Focus on innovating. Look at existing patterns that are successful and build on top of those. Oh, in one second. So this, we talk about all the time. You know the other reason that this is important? Why? Uh, Building on tested patterns is important because... It helps the user feel successful using your software or product. And when you, and I've seen this all the time, when we, and I've been guilty of it, when we try to reinvent something or invent a new pattern, the most common uh, thing that we see with users in testing is that it makes them feel stupid. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'm supposed to know how to use this. Yeah. We dealt with it here months ago. We had a dashboard. You just log in and people would not know what to do. Not know what to do because it didn't look like a, a dashboard that they were used to. And uh, we, weren't, we were trying to invent new patterns and they had no idea what to do. And so they felt dumb. And what happens when software makes you feel dumb? You probably don't come back and use it. Also, the nice other, other thing that really ties into something we always talk about is this only works if you talk to people, if yes. you talk to customers. If you don't talk to customers, this is not going to work because you're not going to know. You're just going to have a copy at that point. You're not going to have an innovation. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, make sure you go and uh, give a review, seekingwisdom.io. Five stars only. Five stars only. The more reviews means the more that I convince uh, my, my pal here to get on the mic and, and do more podcasts. Let's do it. <laughs> Five stars. Cool.